Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. The Brighter Side is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash brighter side for your free trial. There's a monster under my bed. There's a bomb on the train. It's raining outside. If I open an umbrella inside, it means five years bad luck. Oh, no. There's roaches in the kitchen. They're going to come get me. They're going to crawl my nose at night. They're going to crawl on my fucking nose. I'm just going to sit in my bed and rock myself to sleep and never move. I'm never going to do anything with my life because I'm afraid if I do anything, something will happen. Uh. Is that the boogeyman? Is that death knocking at the door? I must answer it. I must answer. Hello? You were right to be afraid. Oh, God! <laughs> and we all die anyway. So why not live your life? Today hey. we're talking about fear. Fear is, uh, if, to quote Dune, which I've never read, mm. but fear is the mind killer. Fear yeah. will fuck you up. Absolutely. You do nothing. When you're afraid, you lay in bed. You just look at YouTube videos and you rot. You rot away. You do nothing with your life. I like YouTube videos. I do too. <laughs> but I will spend hours of my life just looking at cooking videos online. What, what are you afraid doing? of? What am I afraid of? Uh, being in the same state of my career next year that I am right now. Spiders. Oh. <laughs> There we go. Actually, I'm not that scared of spiders. <laughs> I'm more scared of like lots and lots of bugs. Ah, like crawling over you? Yeah, just like a shit ton Ooh, like of Indiana bugs. Like Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I had one fucking awful thing happen to me when I worked at BW3s years ago. That's Mary Kelly. Hello, Mary. <laughs> hello, hello. Scene is not here. He's off uh, finding himself. <laughs> and uh, which is, you know, means working for Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but anyway, so I'm working at BW3s and we had a little bit of a cockroach problem. Mm-mm. And, uh, you know, basically every time you turn on the lights, you know, a couple scatter or whatever. This one was 18 in Tallahassee. It's since closed down, so I feel like I can say whatever I want. And it eventually cleaned itself up. But at this point, we let the whole fucking place go to shit. We didn't give a fuck. It was me. It was like there was like our leader was a 22 year old. You know? It was we, we fucking destroyed that building. I'm picturing a roach riding on top of a rat like it's a cowboy. It was very similar to that, except I don't think a rat would have been able to last with all these roaches. They would have got him out. 
And uh, so I remember one time uh, I knocked on the manager door and a fucking roach fell on my head and I like I quit on the spot and they like <laughs> they made me promise to stay. It was a it was a fun little moment. But uh, so I, you know no one would come to our restaurant you know for for good reason. We all had bad food and are we covering roaches and shit? Roach so, tacos. Yeah, yeah. And so you know pe- people would drink a lot there, but they wouldn't order the food necessarily. <laughs> And so basically my job became, since I had no one ordering food and I was the cook, my job was fucking kill some roaches. And so I used to like hunt them on my shift. Like that was like what I did. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like single-handedly going to get rid of, they're not going to call the pest guy. I'm like, I'm going to be the one who kills all these roaches. What'd you do? Just you and a knife? Just like, come at me. Come (laughs) at me. I made this concoction of fucking liquids and shit. Just like the worst Windex and bleach and like, and it was the worst. Like if you sprayed it on the ground, you might like choke to death. The chemicals were so strong. That's how bombs are made, Eddie. Yeah. Well, I made that and I put a little sprayer at the end of it and I like put a nail through it and so it could shoot further, you know, one of those. And so I had like a six foot shot on this thing. I was shooting roaches out of the air because they fly in Florida. You know about that. Hell yeah. You know about that. And so I was shooting them out of the air. One time I shot one out of the air and it landed in the fryer. And I was like, ah, don't eat from that one for a week. Ooh. And uh, but one time the, the 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 fear of my fear of many bugs comes from this. There was a uh, a hole in the mop room, a hole in the wall in the mop room, and I saw three roaches crawling there real fast. I was like, fuck, that's it. That's where the fucking den is. Ugh. And so I took a a gallon of bleach and I cut the top off of it and I just shoved it in the hole and I poked some holes in the bottom and I'm like fuck yeah and then all of a sudden a sea of roaches <laughs> came came out from because I did find the nest and see they just came out just started coming out and started screaming like a little girl like, <laughs> stepping on him as much as I can and just fucking ran out the front door screaming of a restaurant. Oh my god, I'm picturing like a wave, <laughs> like an ocean of roaches. I would say there was definitely over 150. Jesus. Like it Gross. was just like the most amount of roaches I'd ever seen anywhere in one place. Ugh, but, you know, it, I did a number on them. There I did you go. It, I, did it, it, I, got, I got them good. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they went down the streets of the Applebee's instead. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. I always have a fear of ants. And in Louisiana, there's all these stories of hunters that go up in their stand. And red ants eat them to death. Yeah, well, they fall from the stand. They break their neck. They can't move. And then ants just crawl over them and eat their body. And their last moments are like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Climb up in through your dicky hole. Your your they get in there they start biting fucking red ants are fucked up yeah fuck them i fell in a red ant pile when i was uh when i was first time I, my dad took the training wheels off i fell directly into a red ant pile and he just hosed me down naked in the driveway oh man fuck. i got an ant in my eye one time oh. yeah my dad had to get it out with a fucking safety pin oh, oh. why a safety pin <laughs> i don't know like tweezers yeah or a rat safety pin <laughs> Amber. I know. It's just solving a problem with a worse problem. <laughs> Stay still. <laughs> oh, man. That was a Saudi Arabia ant, so you know they're fucking pissed. Oh, my oh, God. God. Real angry. Yeah. All right. Fear. What are you afraid of, Mary? Uh, Literally 
everything that has ever happened to me. I feel like I'm just white knuckling my way through life towards death. Like I'm just like, well, even things that are good, I am afraid of. Like falling in love, getting married, I'm terrified of. Mm. Yeah. Like these things that supposedly are good, I'm like, Jesus fuck, I don't know. So I'm just always. I think it's good though. I think uh, having a lot of fear of anxiety uh, can be a really good. Like it's like having a nuclear power cell that kind of just makes you feel alive. Yeah, makes you get up in the morning. You're like, well, I can't stay here. I gotta fucking go. Gotta go. And also, it helps you like make good decisions in your life. Fear, because Mary's got some spooky shit going on. Remember that dude? You were walking under a bridge, and he pulled his car over and popped his trunk, and he was like, "Oh, that's standing dude. there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you got your mace out, but if you weren't afraid, you'd be like, "I'm fine. Just keep walking." Then you wake up in fucking Denver in a sex cult. <laughs> yeah, I could be the next John Bonet. You think, you think I? Yeah, get your tits lopped off. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So what happened to her? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about fucking New York was bombed this week, and that was pretty fucking scary. We're going to talk about that, and then uh, we're going to take a call from my buddy Robbie, who's... Uh, Going through a divorce and thinks that he's sick all the time. So, oh man! Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on and check us out in two seconds. <laughs> oh my God! You got um, uh, New York got bombed last night. Yeah, and I love how the news is like it's not a terrorist act. Two bombs! They're bombs! It's terrorism. You light a bomb off in a city. Guess what? You're now a terrorist. Yeah. I know it kind of sounds like a fucking. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy, Ben. <laughs> but, you might be a terrorist. If you put a bomb in a trash can in an openly gay neighborhood, you might be a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying, though. It's it really spooky, is. Man. And like, it, like it, the fact that I that my first reaction is to say it's terrifying proves even more that it's a terrorist act. But it's it also they they found a bomb in Seaside, New Jersey, which is you know where my mom was from and God. and all that shit. So Why would they do Seaside? I mean, I can see Chelsea. The boardwalk's popular as hell. There's a lot of people down there. Really? Seaside Heights boardwalk is extremely popular. Oh. You can fucking it's bustling with people. There's rides. They can fucking if they blow up that pier. All those rides are going in the goddamn ocean. Woo! You know, it's, wow. you know, it's scary. I heard a, um, one of your buddies said that there's a plan that's been thwarted many times, so that's why we haven't heard about it in the New York News, but mm -hmm. the Long Island Railroad, how it goes underwater, yeah. uh, terrorists are planning to bomb one side and the other side of the water, so that way the water rushes in and you're trapped, and all yeah. these people just drown. And that's been, like, many times they've caught the bombs, they've gotten rid of it, and then people, you know, just whisked away to work, just unknowingly. When I started working with the NYPD, because the NYPD was going to be the focus of the cop special before Boston, mm -hmm. and they we kind of got shut down from them after the France attacks, because it was just, like, too much to deal with, and because they were, you know, New York's always a major target, and uh, I was in a briefing room where they, you know, they sit there and they do roll call, and they tell you what to look out for, we have this guy doing this, and they have all these wanted posters on the wall, and then one of the stacks of wanted posters was just a stack of bombs that they have found Whoa. that were not detonated and did not go off. And I'm looking through these, and I was just, like, talking to one of the police officers, and one of them was a Calvin Klein shopping bag with three sticks of fucking dynamite and a clock attached to it. What? And he's like, yeah, we found that on the subway. <gasps> and it's just, you know, people try to blow up the subway on a regular basis. They're just, it's actually su surprisingly hard to make a bomb and people fail at it more times than they don't. That's why this guy was one for two. 
He he made two, and only one of them went off. They put another one in, in a trash can on 27th Street, a pressure cooker, just like uh, fucking Boston, the Boston oh, Marathon. My God. It's the same kind of bomb. And so these, this isn't something that doesn't happen. It's just our, our officers are actually pretty good at catching the people, which is really weird. I don't know how you catch people doing this. It seems like it's just really willy-nilly, and, yeah. it, and it'd be impossible to catch you if you built a bomb and threw it in the trash can. And they still haven't caught this guy, granted. But, uh, you know, there's also, uh, I met a bomb-sniffing dog, <laughs> which is a cute little dog, and I was like, oh, this is a drug dog? And he's like, no, he's a suicide bomb uh, sniffing dog. And I was like, what? What do you mean he's a suicide bomb? What does that mean? And he's like, well, he can detect moving parts like a clock inside of a bag. Wow. And so he can detect, you know, if something's going on inside someone's bag. And then he will just attack that person if something's going on in their bag. And I was like, well, I hope he's never caught anybody. And then he was like, you'd be surprised. Whoa. And so, I mean, that's insane. That's insane. Imagine being that cop. Imagine being the cop. Your job is you're in charge of the suicide bomb Especially dog. Especially if you're at like 42nd Street train station. Yeah. So there's just thousands of people streaming by you. That is the good thing about whenever you see dogs now, they're not searching for drugs. They're searching for bombs. bombs. Wow. So, which is what they should have been searching for. Is that for. the good thing? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, well, it's good for me because I'm not carrying around bombs. I'm carrying around drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Interesting, because I used to work in Bryant Park, which is a very busy part of New York, and many times I would be walking out the subway, and there would be at least 20 men in full riot gear with AK-47s standing right there with dogs, like three or four dogs. And I was like, probably diffused a crazy situation that we never heard about. We never even heard about. What the fuck? You know, I could have been blown up in the train. I would have no idea. Well, it's the same reason why they're not calling this a terrorist situation. They don't want mass hysteria. Exactly. But if I could say one thing about New Yorkers is we do not mass we do not have mass hysteria 9-11 proved that yeah everyone got together banded together and did what they had to do and, and worked out and fucking got down there and shoveled that shit onto a fucking barge and sent it to Staten Island yeah you know like we sit there and we fucking fix shit and we get it done don't treat us like babies Mm-mm. you don't tell me this isn't a fucking terrorist act it's a terrorist act and it's just like you know whether it was done by a Christian or a Muslim or anybody it's just like, this is a fucking, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Don't let this person get off easy. They just tried to bomb New York City. Yeah. Let's fuck his ass up. Fuck him up. It's it's uh, it's very upsetting. And I, I think that we, honestly, I mean, this is probably going to happen again. It could happen yeah. today. It could, because nobody was hurt. So they're like, fuck, how do I hurt people? And I was successful. Yeah. I didn't get caught. No one saw me drop that shit. I Which mean, is, how do you not see that? Well, it's, um, if, uh, in the photo that they have of the second device, it's just in a pressure cooker and they put them inside of, uh, a plain trash bag. So, I mean, tw- it was what, uh, 27th uh, Avenue and 23rd Street. Mm. I mean, I don't think I would notice someone carrying a trash bag to a dumpster and throwing it in. I mean, but they have cameras watching the corners of every. They had they they hopefully they could find these guys on camera. Oh, absolutely! Somewhere. I'm just saying that for a pedestrian and mm. also for the people going through the videos. 
you know, um, that's going to take a while because you have no idea when, if it has a timer on it, it could have been left two days ago. Yeah. 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 Well, they pick it up every, they pick up the trash. Oh, every that's day. a good point. But, but still, that's still 24 hours of, you're going to have to watch every single person who used that dumpster in the middle of Manhattan. I'm wow. surprised they don't have any hours. kind of picture of this dude yet. I'm very surprised. I thought we were, I thought we were living in Big Brother with the all seeing eye. <laughs> yeah. This dude's fucking dropping bombs in the middle of goddamn. He's, look for the guy with two trash bags walking down the street around 8 p.m. Or whenever this is, we gotta find this fucking guy. We gotta find him. Also, very scary for garbage men. I mean, your life is already hauling stinky garbage. What if there's a yeah. fucking bomb in there? I know. Jesus Christ! The guy whose route this is. Ooh. Oh, oh God, that could have gone off in a in his dumpster truck in the middle of Manhattan. Ooh, that would have like so much metal. That would have been worse. Yeah, that's that probably what they probably would have been kind of contained Maybe that's- in there. I don't know. What if it blew out the truck and you're on like Fifth Avenue and Ugh. just shoots metal everywhere? Well, definitely. I'm glad that the garbage. No one really. I mean, 29 people were hurt. I don't know how extensive their injuries are, but man, fuck. fuck it's em. hitting home. It's hitting home. It's coming. And it's, uh, I don't, you know, there's no stopping it. It's so bizarre. I don't, what do you think? Why do people want to do this i mean obviously he's staying anonymous whoever did yeah, this they want to cause chaos you know they want to cause chaos yeah but and what's once, the end goal what's the end game because once once you divide then you can conquer with whatever idea you have you know whatever this person wants once you divide people with chaos then you can kind of swoop in and put your own ideas in there well also there's a lot of different ways i mean since we don't know who it is it could be any number of things it could be someone who's doing it in order to terrify the public but it yeah. could also be someone like uh we discussed this at the bar like the advil poisonings what's that where, what's up? where um no the aspirin poisonings happened in the early 90s late uh 80s that's the reason why we have those uh plastic things around all the stuff because um in a uh, a bunch of bottles of aspirin got poisoned and nobody had, they never found him. Whoa. And so like five people died because all this aspirin was poisoned. Damn. And they never found him. It never happened again. But now that's why we have all these like crack tops on uh, medication and food and why everything is, you're not supposed to eat or drink anything that has the seal broken. Whoa. Interesting. Probably somebody that just wanted to fuck with people. Yeah. So people I, were yeah. crazy. Exactly. So it could be someone who's doing this for terroristic means. And I would say that the aspirin uh, incident was terrorism. Yeah. But I could also see if that was an isolated incident that it only happened once and it killed five people. That could just be some fucking guy who lives in a studio apartment being like, I'm fucking taking some people out. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I could easily see someone, I mean, it's kind of amazing that successful shootings and bombings don't happen more in New York because how many people are here? I mean, how many crazy people are on your block? Yeah. You know, how many people are just in basement apartments across New York with some ideas stewing? Yeah. You know? But, you know, they win, the bad guys win if we cater our life around fear you know I mean, well if, that's not gonna happen in this town no no if we like don't take the subway because we're afraid that day or i don't have a choice i don't have a yeah. choice i'm gonna fucking if i gotta it. make money to keep surviving i gotta take that fucking subway yeah like goddamn giant metal coffin in the ground <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta hop on it you know it's i hate to call it that but uh i said that i remember one time i was talking about uh because I always think about going under the river and, you know, all the water coming in and shit. Yeah. How do you not think about that? You know, you're in a fucking... Is you, I always said to somebody, oh, we're just, you know, waiting for the water to come in in this giant, you know, casket. <laughs> you know, it's fucking... You know, what would you do? Water starts coming in. I say go straight for the doors and the windows. Yeah. Get out. 
Get that water in and get out, because otherwise you're fucked. Well, there's a lot of escape hatches in the subway system, so I'm sure you could go up. I'd say try to find whoever's a subway MTA worker and follow, follow them. them. Yeah. You're not going to find one in your car, though. Sometimes they're at the ends. Sometimes they are at the yeah. ends. Yeah. What about, a, do? should I get one of those, uh, what do you call them? Are they goggles, and then they got like a little breathy mask in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, a snorkel. A little snorkel, but also like, there's one that has oxygen just in it, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay. Can you breathe for like five minutes of oxygen in it? Yeah, carry that around with you. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal. What do I need? My keys, my wallet, oh, my snorkel. Okay, great, great, great. This is my scuba diving Amber Nelson doll. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, my roommate's uh, mother, is a doomsday prepper, and she got her a raft, and she said, whenever... Whenever people come and hit New York, you gonna need to get on that raft, blow it up, get on a river, and get out. Cause the highways are gonna be blocked, cars gonna be blocked, it's gonna be chaos on the streets. All right, you get in the river. She's got a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's but a the good problem point. is there's gonna be a lot of bigger boats on that river than a blow up raft. It's yeah. the Hudson, you know, that's or the true. East River. You just gotta get. But yeah, get down the river. I always say whenever something happens, I remember I was on the phone with uh, somebody and like something blew up. When I was on the phone with him, it was just like a pipe or something. And then he was like, oh, my God, there's an explosion. Everyone's yelling. I was just like, I was just like, hang up and get out of Manhattan. Yeah. Get off the island. Yeah. Because you're going to get stuck on that fucking island forever. Ooh. And just like Brooklyn and Queens is also an island. So you're actually, you're safer to get to the Bronx or New Jersey. Because otherwise, you're just on a much bigger island than this Long Island. Yeah. So you can head north. Ooh. Yeah. So you can get out and get into get to Canada. Make sure you're fucking... Make sure your your uh, passport's up to date. Yeah. You know, and make sure you're ready to go. And get the hell out of here when Trump gets elected. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the plan. Start bombing us. God, go to the Bronx. What? Go to the Bronx. Go to the Bronx or Jersey. Yeah. You know, I'll, you know, your home is in you know Queens or Brooklyn, most likely if you live here. But fucking go to know, the Bronx. In an emergency, I guess you could head out towards the seaside. Yeah, I guess, but then you're just on a beach. Yeah, yeah it depends on what kind of emergency. You know, is it like yeah. a tidal wave, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just got done watching Cloverfield. Man, I love that movie. Oh, the new one? The old one. Oh. But I like the new one as well. Yeah. The new one's probably better, but the old one's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's good. I like the good old chaos and see see how people fucking trade, trade in on each other's lives real yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> it is alarming watching... Uh, disaster movie set in New York when you live in New York because you just see buildings explode and you're like, Jesus oh, Christ. Man, I passed Thousands that every day. of people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, what it's do you think? What is, a, what's a, what, is a, what is a brighter side of uh, chaos bombs hitting our uh, streets? I guess we got to try to find one. I guess people come together more, you know? Like, so, like if any sort of chaos hits, people really, they band together. I've seen it in Katrina. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a million times in my life. They, you know, help each other out. Nice. That's great. Uh, I agree with that. I'd, you know, I'd say we, we, you know, we're reminded of what fucking human beings are capable of. You know, the, the, you, once you get too comfortable, you know, it's, I guess, I don't know if there's a brighter side or a sad side, but, you know, you just like, got to be reminded, you got to stay in your fucking guard in this town and you're ready to go. I mean, I mean, shit, I'm fucking up right now just wearing sandals. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, last night I was in Manhattan and I had to get to Brooklyn for a show and I was like, thank God I didn't wear heels because I had to, I was going to have to walk across the bridge, but then I, the J train just started working. So yeah. I was like, I'll just get on the J train. Yeah, and I remember I was on the I got stuck on the the one train because that obviously runs right where this bomb was. Yeah. And uh I just couldn't 
just remember just being like, man, what the fuck? Is angry that I'm stuck on a train. And like now that when I got home, I found out there was a bomb, and I was like, oh, I'm a brick. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm just a shitty brick. Yeah, I can walk a couple blocks. I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> but you know, that's also a brighter side. It kind of keeps your own uh, emotions in check. You know, you realize that you know maybe every time the train stops that. You know, just wait and be peaceful, and hopefully it all works out. Yeah. But don't uh, try not to flip out on people for no reason. Mary, what do you think? Brighter side of the bombing? Brighter side of the bombing. We got to find it. It's the whole mission of the show. I mean, I think you guys made great points. Um, On a more personal level, I got to... uh, Really judge some comics for some terrible hack jokes on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Bombing in Chelsea. Wonder if Amber Nelson was performing there. Like a lot of the, <laughs> not specifically to you. You look, but that, I saw that same joke at least 40 times within an hour span of it going off. And I was like, you're not funny. Oh, oh man. Yep. No, that'll do it. Yeah, it oh. definitely points out who's not funny. Yeah. But you can make a joke about anything. But yeah. like, have some goddamn creativity. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it has anything to do that it's in a, a pretty gay neighborhood? Oh, it yeah. Could be. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially since I would think if they were just trying to attack Manhattan, they wouldn't have dropped it off at just that neighborhood. No. You know, especially since it was multiple bombs. Yeah. yeah. You'd I mean, think that they'd drop one off in Chelsea, one in Tribeca, one up, you know. Yeah. One where, you know, where there's lots and lots of people. Yeah. They didn't Grand drop it Central. off in Chinatown. Times Square. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Chinatown has a lot of Are people. Are you accusing the Chinese? It's also got a lot of fish. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is going to be a quick little short episode for you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, keep your head up. Uh, let's hope we find these fuckers that did this uh, horrible yeah. thing. Here with Doctor Hambone, and he's getting a divorce. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Oh man, it's uh, everything's coming up roses. It's a divorce. Yeah, yeah. And so the, um, the main topic, what we're going through here, is not divorce necessarily, but uh, uh, fear. And uh, our, our boy here, Doctor Hambone, he uh, he's been uh, going to the doctors, thinking uh, he has cancer and stuff, just because of uh, all the pressure cooker inside your heart. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, yeah. So what's well, it going felt on like there? A pressure cooker. It felt like a pressure cooker filled with el- elves with knives just stabbing at my heart before the explosion. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know. Uh, you know, going through a divorce. What and, made you think uh, you were sick? Saying, Stress. Uh, I mean, at the moment that you know, what what made I think of the the initial symptom I had was I had a sore throat, and that sounds like nothing, right? Sore throat is a sore throat is a sore throat. And uh, the only uh, the only thing about it was is that, you know, I'm going through a divorce uh, after being with the same woman for 10 years and, uh, and not having sex with anyone else for 10 years. And uh, then as this now is deteriorated and things are starting to end, going through and having sex with a new person, and so you, you know, you, you, the things have changed a lot in, in ten years. Uh, she might you know, have from AIDS. the, the yeah. time I, <laughs> that was a yeah, more popular exactly, ten years ago. Exactly. I think. Mm. Well, you sit there and you're like, you kind of <laughs> run through it in your head that you're going to like you have sex with one person who you don't really know, and this. So how'd uh, you this, land her? This girl. Well, I I met her through an app, which is also a whole new thing for me. Because 10 years ago, there were no apps for the sort of thing that you could just, you know, swipe right and go fuck someone. Mm-hmm. It was just appetizers. Uh, you know, it was wings so, and potato skins. 
yeah, there was a thing. You had to buy somebody a drink from across the room or whatever, or meet someone at AA. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, so, you know, it's uh, it just became like uh, I met this girl through an app. She works in the healthcare industry. Uh, she's about 25 years old, Ooh. and that's about, you know, uh, uh, eight years younger than me. And uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, let's meet up. Let's have a drink. Uh, let's have, as I said, like a like a uh, a late dinner we called it. And uh, you know, if, if if things haven't changed that much, if you meet up for a late dinner in the middle of the week, you know, you're probably going to get down to some to some love making. Uh, so we yeah. met up on like a Wednesday at nine o'clock. Had some drinks, uh, smoked a little weed, and. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'll come back to your apartment. Everything's fine. This and all sounds great, having... by the way. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, it sounds it's, like a it's wonderful. Actually, I mean, yeah, this, where, where, where do we get to the fear part? Uh, Did you use a condom? You know, and so, what's that? Do you use a condom? Well, that's a good question. Uh, uh, no. The, uh, I mean, Feels great. Ha- half the time, yes, and half the time, no. And it's like, you know, when you're that high and that drunk, it's, uh, you know, you're like a, a woman who's in the healthcare industry says to you, you know, hey, listen, uh, I'm a professional. I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, here's my birth control. Show me your birth control. It showed, I watched her take it. That's class uh, right and there. And then, she's, then yeah. she's like, you know, I would like you to essentially have unprotected sex with me. Wow. Well, and you, oh, you, you got to trust yeah. her. You got to trust her. She's a nurse. I don't she's know. She's a nurse. She might she's have spiders in her cooter. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, that's an evil nurse. Yeah. <laughs> There's only you know, you know a couple movies about that. She's a sweet loving nurse. She's a good loving nurse. I think this is great. Yeah. So you, you do that, and and then uh, and then all of a sudden, like a couple weeks later, I got a sore throat, and then I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, and it's not only because it's a sore throat; it's because it's it won't go away. It's not like a normal sore throat, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm dying. This is it." Like I'm I'm, I'm on the internet googling this shit, and it's like sore throat. This is this is the end of my life. This is this is it. I either have like you know I have this or I have that. So I go to the doctor. It's and, not the Puritan times, you know. It's just a you know it's a sore throat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and it's a lot of stress. But you couldn't. Oh, stress uh, manipulates well, exactly. your body. I've, I've, well, and I've gone through two months of very high stress time, mm-hmm. and I haven't been eating right, and I haven't been sleeping well, and all this stuff kind of goes down, and so I go to the doctor. And I said, you know, I got the sore throat and it kind of won't go away. And, I, you know, keep testing for this, like strep throat or this or that. And uh, so I, we do this, the, you know, the doctor comes in and she's very nice. And uh, I said, uh, so what do you think it is? And she says, well, I think it's a sore throat. And I said, uh, okay, uh, listen, that sounds great, but let's just say it's not a sore throat. Like, let's just say, based on what I've told digging you for shit. about my, but I, what I've told you uh, about about my life lately, could it be? Could it be something else? And she looks at me and she's like, "Well, uh, it could be oral gonorrhea." Oh God! And I said, That's "What you get for what like? What did you just say? Str- looking for shit?" Like. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What?" I mean, she says it to me, and I said, uh, "Excuse me, I'm sorry. What? Well, 
I don't even know what that is. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, Oral what? gonorrhea. That sounds like a pirate gets I've that. Been... <laughs> <laughs> no, pirate, pirates actually, pirates, pirates put limes in Corona bottles to avoid oral gonorrhea. Everyone uh, knows that. Yeah, uh, oral gonorrhea so, is yeah, the pirate's she... wife back home. That's her name. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells me this, and I was like, well, what, what do you mean? You know, like, no, I'm like, I'm on edge. And, and she's like, well, listen, I don't think that's what it is. You asked me what it could possibly be. She's like, doesn't even look like that. But it looks like a sore throat, and it could be this. So you asked me, so I told you, and I was like, great fucking great you know <laughs> and so so i said like I, again i'm like the same stress is going through like i can't help but think about everything like you know this is my for everything i've done bad in life this is my this is my uh, punishment and and you know and i start getting in my own head about it and then i came to work and i'm sitting at my desk after like a week of of going through this a solid week of just being in my own head and I had a fucking panic attack. Mm. And I've never had a panic attack. It hurts, man. And so this is you're fucked. You're yeah, fucking it, nuts. I've had it, one. Yeah. Watching Game of yeah, Thrones for it, some fucking reason. <laughs> I, I checked mean, myself is, uh, in the hospital when I had one. It yeah, was, I mean, and, and well, I went to my boss and I was like, "Listen, I need to get the hell out of here." And she says to me, "Do you want an ambulance?" I said, "Hell no, I don't want an ambulance. I do not want an ambulance. It's not that important. I'd see somebody to walk me to like an urgent care or doctor's office, whatever." Uh, and so they did, and they checked me out, and in my my heart had gone up about 60 beats a minute in about a five-minute span. Ooh. And so it just felt like I was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so I had gone in, and I saw this, I saw this doctor, and uh, I mean, this doctor, he was, he was a thousand years old. This guy comes in, and I go, listen, man, this is not like a medical case of the century. I'm going through A, B, and C. This is my problem. I just, uh, my, my pulse seems to be right based on my Fitbit, you know, scientific Fitbit. Uh, so I think I'm okay, but, you know, can you give me something in case this happens? And he's like, listen, I'll give you some Xanax, but I'm not going to give you too much because you don't want to be addicted to, to, mm. to Xanax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I just give you went leeches. home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, let, the, let the leeches suck out the blood. He's <laughs> older, yeah? All right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you so didn't take anyway, that, and the, they, what else did they give you? Anything else? No, no, no. Because he was like, he—he he was definitely an old school doctor. He was just like, listen, I'll give you this. He's go like, you probably need to see somebody and talk about this kind of stuff. And I said, that's a good, very good point. You go for two day walk, and then you look at sun <laughs> go up, sun go down. You realize <laughs> you are sun. <laughs> 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 so you were healthy exactly. though. I mean, we 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 know that you're healthy. You're actually probably in better shape, you know, than you've been in a long time. And yeah, you know, absolutely. And so you know, so now that you know that, had you still are you still afraid that you're gonna that it's still happening, or did you did you come to terms with it? No, once I mean, like you know, I went through and I I did the logical thing and I got some blood work done and it was really time for me to get like yearly blood work anyway. So I was like, you know, run everything and uh, and with the same original doctors that I'd gone to, and I I called them and they said, you know, we got some good news and I said, 
I need some fucking good news. <laughs> and they're like, you're perfectly healthy. And, I, and the doctor's like, you might be crazy, but you're perfectly healthy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, which is absolutely spot on. So that getting out, me getting out from under that has made life a lot easier. So you're in um, therapy now. How's that going? Is it like digging up another grave every day? You know, because I wonder how much therapy helps if the more you talk, because you got to talk have about you never it. never gone? No. Well, I went well, once and they brought in somebody else and they were just like <laughs> three dudes on a couch because they were training mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, <laughs> they were training therapists and they're like, so how do you feel about that? So how does it make you feel? So how does it make you feel? So how does it make you feel? Like three times. I was like, I gotta well, go. It's, it's funny because I had I'd spoken with uh, Ed about this earlier in the week and, you know, my therapist that I found through my, my insurance covers all the therapy, which is kind of rare, but, you know, you're also the therapists you get are not exactly maybe not the most uh, uh, state-of-the-art, we'll put it that way. Mm. So I found this guy, and, and I, I picked him out uh, because, one, he was a man. I, I don't know why. I didn't want to talk to a woman about my divorce. I'm still trying to deal with that, and I want to talk to a man. I think I'd rather talk to a woman than well, a man. Well, I, I, I had thought see. about it. I was like, I, I, I just want to talk to a man, and it, this guy had done it. He had, like, 50 years' experience. So I'm like, this guy's probably seen or heard just about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... You, you know, should go to the guy who's had the most out. divorces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that exactly. stat when you're looking up? <laughs> yeah. I can see how he wants to talk to a man. He wants to talk to the male experience, you know? Yeah. All right, go so, ahead. Sorry for cutting I, you off. So, well, I, so I found this guy, and I walk in his office, and he's essentially, and I, I said this to you, Ed, but uh, it's he's the therapist from the original, well, I think the original episode of The Simpsons. He's like, this old guy who's like, you know, in the sense it's shock therapy, thank God it's not thank that. Thank you, Mr. Simpson, for like... coming into the therapy session. You know, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just talks to me, and he, you know, and uh, and immediately I sat down, and, and he, he talked to me about everything, and he's like, you know, you are really mad at your ex-wife, and I said, you were exactly right. And it was hard for me because I had been so easy You gave going him $50 and him. you walked out the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's just, it's scratching the surface because during the entirety of the divorce, I had been very, with my ex-wife, I had said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have this. Yes, you can have that. No problem, you know, just, just get this over with. I want you out of the house. I just think this is the best thing. This, if this is what you want, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. So I had gone through that, and I had never really addressed my anger. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I, I mean, I was waking up at 3, 4 a.m. thinking she was walking back in the door, and that was creating disappointment and fear and anxiety as well. So all these things, my health concerns – my divorce concerns had all culminated in this ball of emotion that just took over my brain and took over everything I did, yeah. just everything. And so for him to say that is like, well, you know, I, I, I haven't really been angry. I haven't really been angry yet. And so uh, maybe I need to be angry. And he's like, maybe you do. Yeah. And, and you know, it's uh, I have a lot of strange dreams now about like just being so angry at her and uh, uh, just waking up in the middle of the night still. But it, it seems to be getting better. You know, I, I'm two weeks into therapy, so it's not like I have a ton of evidence one way or the other. But 
he, he immediately gave me two prescription drugs, which I mm. took one day. Yeah. And I can't, I, I can't continue to take them. Yeah, no, can. no, no, because like, anger is very important. It's an important part of um, loss. Uh, I think it's one of the stages um, of law. It's very early on, but you're you're basically going through grieving, and it's very natural. I'd recommend taking a boxing class because then you you get a little bit and you know more more on your feet in shape, and then you really get to just hit something hit something out. That's kind of a great idea. Yeah, yeah that's great yeah, advice. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's uh, it's well, it's interesting. Like I. <laughs> I, I've told this to everybody or like the, when she broke the news to me is uh, when she broke the news to me initially for like the first seven seconds after the sentence ended, I felt like OJ Simpson was completely innocent. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was just like, I was just like, wow, you know what? This is amazing. I'm just going to kill you. And and I'm going to, I'm going to live on the prison yard and I'm going to get some tattoos and make some new friends and I'll be out in 30. I mean, you know, so, you know, I'll be around 60, see if I can get any kind of retirement from the U S government and then I'll just go fishing. Uh, And then like the eight second, the eight second, you're like, no, 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 this is, I, I have a real life after this. So, uh, but anyway, those, I only got seven seconds of anger and then I just went, yes, 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 yes. So absolutely. You couldn't hold on to that fucking murder Bronco for that, to win the rodeo, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's an eight second reference. I got to hold on for eight seconds. Um, And they, you know, then they they win. I think it's good that she probably <laughs> took a lot of things because if you have stuff in the apartment, like, you know, a vase or a picture frame, you're going to think of her. You know, I'd recommend throwing yeah. all your shit out, really. Throw throw the bed out, throw yeah. the mattress out, start over. Well, that's, a, I was telling them when I went through my bad breakup years and years and years ago, they were, the, the girl was like, well, can I take this? Can I take that? I'm like, well, if you want it, it probably reminds me of you, so get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, just take whatever. Yeah. Like, you know? No, it's it's totally true, and it was just it was funny to me that the the things she took, the things she wanted, were things we really never used. I, I mean, like a bunch of kitchen stuff, and, and she never as much made a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fucking take it, take, yeah, take whatever you want, you know, like you know. So it, it, that made things really easy, but there were like so many things were you know were disappointing that uh, you know made me question things in myself, like you know when she told me that the day before she broke the news, uh, we, we went through our belongings and she had, we had a luggage that we had purchased together. And I said, well, what do you want to do with the luggage? And she says, uh, I said, you should take the garment bag. Uh, it's yours. It belongs to you. And then what do you want to do with the luggage? And she says, well, I'll just take the, the medium bag. And I, so I go up on the ladder to get the bag and, and she says, well, I already have it. And I was oh. like, what do you mean you already have it? She's like, well, I, I already packed some clothes in it. it's at a friend's house. And uh, and I said, well, why'd you do that? And she's like, well, I was afraid you'd change the locks and throw all my stuff away. And I was like, you've lived with me for, for 10 years. What made, like, what, what have I ever yelled at you, gotten physical with you, or anything that would lead to the, the idea that I would become this person? So, like, it, it makes you wonder, like, what kind of, what was she looking at? What, Did she what didn't even know you in the first place? Where's she coming from? Right. Like, are, are things so upside down that was I ever this person? I, I, and I, I got to sit here and like, 
And when you're alone thinking about that, it'll eat you a lot. Yeah. It'll just, it'll just tear you apart that, you know, you didn't do as much as you could have, uh, you know, so all that stuff kind of just goes in your head. And when you're alone in an apartment that you've shared with someone for so long, it, it really started the, the walls start to close in a little bit. Mm. So, well, you know, it. ultimately things are, 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 are much better than they were. And definitely therapy is helping. And, and I'm almost to the point where, I mean, my diet is, is just out of whack because I'm just not hungry. I can eat. Well, that's, you know, I you're mean, also hung over every day, you know, and so that's a, it contributes to you yeah. not being hungry. You know, I never want to yeah, eat when I it, fucking got, when I drank a bottle of bourbon the night before. You know, so yeah, yeah it's well, like it's, you're, you're, it goes into it. You're technically you're technically getting your calories, which is <laughs> not good calories. Uh, and so, and I'm a person who who likes to get out and do things and run and all this kind of stuff. But it's uh, you know, I, I haven't quite hit the hurdle to be able to go out and enjoy that again. You will, the, the, you will. And I'm almost there. Uh, yeah, I'm almost there. Dude, just, you're there. Uh, you know what? The best thing for you to do right now is to go, like, you already, because you haven't been eating, you've lost a lot of weight. And so, like, a, yeah. I think a really good thing for you to do is, like, right now, go exercise, go fucking get felt. you're back on the market, <clears throat> take this, like, lucky, this lucky thing that you got, which is, you know, I mean, it's not lucky, but you lost a lot of, you, you, you shed... 20 30 pounds it's great and you're young and so go get strong go get go and then well, and when you show up at court look fucking great in a new suit really you know really you know feel good about it you know because it's the, yeah, the truth is I'm, you know you you were the catch in the relationship you know i know both of you and you're a good man and with a good heart and so you're gonna land on your feet and you're gonna be totally okay yeah go crush that puss yeah, yeah go enjoy like uh like, like go enjoy yourself his his brother he called his brother and his brother's first reaction what was it well it was well i mean i spoke with my brother my, my only brother uh, right after, like 30 minutes after the news broke, and you know, he said, "Well, it's the best damn thing ever happened to you." Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and I'm like, "Well, this is this just happened 30 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> can we take a second? You know, can we? I just need like, I need you to be sympathetic for like a little bit." And uh, and he said, "You know, listen, you're 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 33 years old. You live in New York." you're straight you're straight man in new york city and it's it's the women so it's, it's gonna be just fine and and of course he was like you know yeah you know you should do you should just uh you should just fuck around for four years yeah. and I'm like, well yeah, maybe maybe we'll just maybe i'll maybe i'll try to get to tomorrow and try to not jump off the williamsburg bridge yeah 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 just fuck for uh, four years and you'll be fine yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great brotherly like, advice. Four by the years, way. and then it's uh, advice then, only uh, your brother get can give you. Married when you're 37, 38, and uh, and marry someone ten years younger than you, and have a bunch of kids. Well, I'll tell you what, okay. we're we're running out of time here, Doctor Hambone, but I want to let you know something, yeah. man. I have incredible faith in you. You're a very strong man. You're a strong-willed person, and I think you're going to pull yourself out of this quicker than you think. And I would like to actually, if we could, uh, talk to you again in six months, so everyone could see how good you are doing. 
if that if that would be All okay right. with yeah. you. Rent a bicycle for $10 on Groupon. Go ride around Central Get Park. Get a city bike membership. It's, you'll love that you'll shit. You'll love it. It's beautiful outside of New York. Pack a little lunch. Sit on a hill way at the top of it. Fucking, you know, speak to God for a moment. Ride back. Scream out your anger. Take a boxing class. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Global warming's here, man. Then, it's only going to be cold for, like, you know, a month. Yeah. Crush that pussy. You're going to. Yeah. And then and then this and then this fuck for four years. Yeah, and then everything four fucked. straight years unprotected nurse sex <laughs> for four years. Right, Mary? Oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. I, I think I think I have to go make a doctor appointment. Excuse me. Uh, just thinking about that. All right, buddy. Well, I want you to keep your chin up. You're fucking crushing life, man. I'm, uh, you know, it's a it's a horrible thing that you you you're going through, but you're. So, you know, whether you believe it or not, you're handing it like a champ. Well, thanks, guys. All Appreciate right. you. I'll talk to you soon. See you soon. All right. Peace. All right. All right. I think uh, I think Dr. Hambone's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. He's uh, a, 33 is very young for a man. Mm-hmm. 33 in, in, for, in man years is like 22 in woman years. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Um, Oh, you're still there. Uh, I wanted to talk about you without you listening. <laughs> uh, what if we were like, "Fuck that guy"? All right, <laughs> Just all right. kidding. We won't be. All right. No, lo- it'll be. It's it's got a it's gotten a lot better since all this shit. So. <laughs> it's got a lot better since since I found out I'm not dying. Yes, you know? absolutely, so. absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you later. I'm hanging up on you now. <laughs> Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's gonna be cool. He's gonna be all right, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about. It. And I think this goes as a lesson for some of our younger listeners who are going through like a high school breakup. Like, uh, I, I hate to be insensitive to what you're going through, but it ain't a fucking divorce. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, paperwork through the government. You know, you just don't got to see Susie anymore. God. You know, so it's, you know, remember, it could always get worse and it can always get better. And if uh, Dr. Hambone can pull himself through this shit in 10 years of being with the same with the same woman, uh, anyone could pull themselves out of a, a simple breakup with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Absolutely. At least he doesn't have children because that's where it gets ooky kooky. Oh, my God. I mean, whew, just uh, don't have them. Yeah, don't have them. And if you do have them, you know, God bless them and take care of them. But uh, you shouldn't have done that to yourself. (laughs) Uh, Mary, any final thoughts? Uh, Never get married. Never get married. Final thoughts from Mary. Very ironic. All right, guys, this has been The Brighter Side. Cena, we miss you. Please come back to us. But visit him on Twitter at Cena John, at Amber Smelson, at Eddie Tunes underscore at Mary J. Bulge. MJ Bulge. Right. At, uh, at October 6th, I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. Wow. So uh, come on down. I wonder if they have computers in Hartford, Connecticut, where they would be able to listen to this show. I don't know. Maybe they have phones where they could download stuff. Maybe. Hartford, if you hear me, get out. But see Amber first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, come see uh, Murder Fist the Sketch Fest. We're doing three hours. Amber is going to do a sketch yeah, with us. Yeah. And uh, October 15th uh, from 10 p.m. to 1 AM the 10 to 1 show and 10 to 1 is the no is known to be the second to last sketch on Saturday Night Live where they always put the weirdest shittiest sketch so we decided to we're going to do a whole show of 10 to 1s great and uh for 3 hours and uh Mary uh what do you got going on anything are you still hosting that show you're hosting a, sh- a stand up show for a little while was i with Carmen no 
I'm stupid. <laughs> so uh, you should. You should. You work here for yeah, Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you I'll, can host it from the booth. I'll get on that. Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the listeners are listening to The Brighter Side on Cave Comedy Radio, which is in the basement of the Creek in the Cave in beautiful Long Island City, right across the water from beautiful Manhattan, New York. Absolutely. Go watch uh, Jeff Ross Rose Cops, please. It's my first big fucking... Uh, producer and credits, producer and writer, please download on iTunes for two ninety nine. And I don't know, I think that's it. Yeah, taking us out is going to be Call to Arms. And stay safe, everybody. By the way, with all this fucking crazy bombing going on, uh, Call to Arms by Sergio Simpson. Enjoy it, live your life, go see live music, and be good to yourself. Peace out. <laughs> For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.